Stand up, Nuggets Nation. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach By. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me right here on the podcast. Reacting to... An unfortunate sequence of events heading into the All-Star break. It's a third consecutive loss for the Denver Nuggets as they officially limp in to the uh, mid-season classic. Um, and it's not even really mid-season. We know that. Um, this this journey is, I don't know, 60-something percent over uh, as the Nuggets fall to 36-19. and 36-19. and It was only their fifth loss at home. And um, a few different thoughts here uh, I want to share before we go into the break, and um, we'll reconvene next week and uh, and react to the All Star Game if Jokic <laughs> even checks into the game. Guy, uh, goodness, this looks like a guy who needs a break. Um, let's just start there. Let's just start there. Jokic did not play well. Play well at all. Um, this was one of my least favorite Jokic games of the year. So far below the expectation that he has set for himself that we react to uh, 15 points, five rebounds, eight assists to show you just because um, I love the sports gambling side of stuff um, to, to show you how far below like uh, expectation in terms of let, let's just go with the rebounds. Okay. Rebounds. Rebounds are a unique stat in uh, basketball because they are often um, much like free throws attempted. They're your, it's a reflection of your level of assertion. And for Jokic to have five rebounds in a game, his prop in the pregame yesterday leading up to this contest was 12 and a half, meaning that like he had to get to 13 rebounds to clear his expected total. It, it, like he didn't even get close to that. And I think in this instance, it's a good reflection of Jokic's interest in the game. He just was not into it. And it was on a night without Jamal Murray, without Contavious Caldwell-Pope, where Jokic was going to have to be an even greater version of himself, and he just didn't look like he was up for the task at all, just at all. And I was convinced uh, there in that game on uh, Wednesday night that Jokic was trying to get kicked out of the game, got the technical, and he looked like he was hunting for uh, number two. And Michael Malone, kind of like a human shield, throws himself in there um, and, uh, and tries to protect Jokic from getting tossed. Um, but it was unfortunate. Six of 17, 0 for 6 from three, and just four free throws attempted. So you look at, you know, I mentioned that rebounds, free throws, oftentimes a reflection of your um, aggressiveness, your level of assertion, and just super underwhelming um, in really all categories, in really all categories other than uh, turnovers. Jokic didn't have a turnover. Um, but it wasn't close to good enough, and... Um, Everyone else not named uh, Aaron Gordon pretty much falls in that category as well. Um, really just underwhelming performances across the board. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., once again, in an, uh, an opportunity when being asked to step up, right? You got two of your starters down. You are a max player. Can you play like a max player tonight on a Wednesday night? It's not, it's not a huge pressure game. It's the Kings. It's at home. It's not on national television. And once again, Michael Porter Jr. just struggled. I mean, he he I think he made his first two shots of the game, um, a three and a two. So 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 take his 19 points with a grain of salt. Um, 
in the eight, eight for 17 shooting because he started off uh, two for two. And it's just it's just discouraging. It's just kind of, you know, if you look at 19 points, say, okay, that, that's, it's, it's good. But on eight of 17 shooting, it just, you know, it just wasn't enough. And it wasn't, it wasn't close to being enough for what was required um, undermanned uh, against a Kings team that just kicked your head in like five days ago. It was Friday night. They just uh, demoralized Denver, ran them off the floor in Sacramento. And, at, and and we said earlier in the week, well, there's context. You know, you could look at it like a schedule loss. The Nuggets are on the second night of a back-to-back. They just played in an emotional game against the Lakers on national television, Kobe um, statue night. Well, look at the situation here. The Kings played on national TV uh, in Phoenix the previous night in a game that required all four quarters. The starters played major minutes, and now they're coming into altitude in your building where you're trying not to lose a third straight game going in, into the break, and they come back from down 16 points and 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 nearly close the game on an 11 to 0 run in crunch time. I don't know, man. I mean, th- this is this is um it's not the end of the world. The sky's not falling. I'm not saying any of that. But it is discouraging because we're reacting to three games in a row where um the Nuggets were blown out in two and then um absolutely blew it to uh Sacramento. So, it's just uh it's it's unfortunate um, and uh, really, I'm going to say demoralizing, but discouraging heading into uh, the break where the Nuggets are going to have seven, eight days off um, to, to, to think about this. And it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And you'd like to turn around and come and play sooner, right? But in this situation, um, I, I, this team needs to get away from basketball right now. Nikola Jokic needs to get away from basketball. And, and, and it's unfortunate that he's going to have to participate in a game that he has zero interest in. And I almost wish... And this would be like bad boy status, and I don't think Jokic would ever do it. But I almost wish Jokic would, and I'm being dead serious. You don't, you have no interest in this game, right? Like none, okay? You're completely exhausted and fatigued, right? Okay. I wish Jokic would pick up the phone and call Adam Silver and say, hey, uh, commissioner, um, I'm really sorry for what I have to do. I'm not coming to the All-Star game. I'm prepared to take the big fine, but I'm flying to Serbia. And I'm going home for seven days. I almost just wish he would do that because it looks like a guy who's not only emotionally just spent, um, or excuse me, physically spent, but he's emotionally spent as well. And you see Jokic start to act out in frustration when he gets like this. And you know this. If you've been watching him as long as I have, uh, you know that he gets like this. He just gets to his wits end and he throws his hands up and is like, I don't want to participate in this. So if you don't think he wants to participate in a game that matters, what about a game that doesn't matter? I just wish you would say, screw it. End up at the headline, an ESPN, Jokic, n- nowhere to be found at the All-Star game. Take a big boy fine um, and um, and freaking, like, give a middle finger to this game, this this exhibition um, that he doesn't want to be a part of. And the guys that, that that are there, it's just not, It's not, he's not even a part of the club. He's not a part of their club. And we saw that when he was one of the last people picked him and Laurie Markkinen, and he was the reigning MVP of the league, right? He's not in the CAA, the or the, the clutch, all this stuff. He doesn't want to be anywhere near it. And I wish he didn't have to be there. I'm sure he will be, though. Um, and I'm sure they'll give him some additional days off when they uh, come back from the break. Um, I want to mention something just to keep our eye on, all right? Not even for this year, but just for years to come. Um, Domitas Sabonis likes this matchup for whatever reason. 
He likes it. He goes towards it. He is not scared of Jokic. And you watch that game, he goes right at him physically. He creates space with power. Uh, you see him finishing around the rim, challenging Jokic, getting into him with the mid-range with that little step back. He uh, clearly won the matchup uh, four or five days ago in Sacramento, and he won the matchup again. I mean, 20 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals um, on 9 of 16 shooting. And he's really freaking good, man. He's he's good. He is he is like baby Jokic. He's not better than Jokic at really anything, um, but he's like 70% maybe across the board of Jokic's uh, skill set. Um, and as you see, he's he's and we talked about this from the Friday game. He's leading the NBA in triple doubles now. Sabonis, not Jokic, Sabonis. So um, I think it's just an in, in, in interesting uh, matchup to keep our eye on. And then you know the other guy that d- deserves um, uh, a, a feather put in his cap is De'Aaron Fox, who absolutely took over the game in crunch time. Took it over, and he's the what, what do they call it? Is it the Jerry West Clutch Award or whatever the Clutch? Clutch award. I'll get I'll get used to it here soon. Um, but he won that award last year. And man, did he ever close that game. Holy bleep. I mean, he was sensational down the stretch of that game, and he ends up with 30. You want you want an all-star snub? Like we talk about Jamal Murray. You want an all-star snub? De'Aaron Fox, top 10 score in the NBA. Um on a uh, on a Kings team that stumbled out of the gate that's c- trying to figure it out. But uh that's a legitimate all-star snub right there. Um is De'Aaron Fox. All right, um, what else did I want to get to here? You know, I, I was it wasn't perfect by any means, but I was happy for Zeke Naji there in that first half. Uh, had a really nice sequence, scored on back-to-back possessions. It's been the wrong kind of marathon for Zeke Naji, a guy who I've rooted for since coming out of Arizona. And um, I, uh, I was happy for him in that moment. What does it mean? Probably nothing. Um, but I was happy for him in that moment. And then the other thing, you know, that I was watching the game, getting frustrated uh, at, at watching. Um, why am I watching Justin Holiday in the fourth quarter for the Denver Nuggets? It, it, it showed me how bad Michael Malone wanted to win this game. But you have you have a collection of young players on your bench. Um, and, and I'll just mainly isolate Peyton Watson. The fact that Peyton Watson played 16 minutes in that game, and someone like Justin Holiday played 35 minutes. It just rubs me the wrong way. What are we trying to do here? You, you, you have a a young gem in Peyton Watson that could get an opportunity to step up and even fail. Like if that's what would have would have happened, and we don't know the future because he didn't get the shot. But um, even if you lose, and in this case they did, right? And and they're trying to win. And Michael Malone is just going to lean on his veterans, and that's what Malone has done historically, right? And we've talked about it on this podcast for years now. Okay, um, why? Why Justin Holiday? I don't know. It just Justin Holiday doesn't do it for me at all. And and if you watch that game, I don't know how he could do it for you either. Uh, it just he, what, what, what? I'm not saying he he's got two left feet, but. He just doesn't do it for me, and he was a part of the reason that the Denver Nuggets lost. And he's like, when I think of like legitimate Nuggets, I don't think of 34-year-old Justin Holiday. With all due respect, I just, I just don't. And um, you know, it, it, I thought it was a missed opportunity for Michael Malone to develop, uh, to continue the development of a Peyton Watson. But 16 minutes for 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 Peyton Watson, I, I don't know, doesn't make sense to me. Um, that's on Malone though. That's on Malone, for, and and for 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 the reasons that we've talked about through the years, he just is, 
He bristles at playing young players, and he'll play a guy even underwhelming as Justin Holiday over a young, promising player. That's Michael Malone. It's frustrating. Um, okay. Uh, what else did I want to get to here? Um, I'm always going to miss something. You know, hosting this podcast solo, I get off of it sometimes, and there's almost always something like, oh, crap, you didn't, you didn't get to this. Um, uh, a, a note from the game, 16 points, uh, uh, 16 point lead and blown. That's the second largest lead blown this year. Only second to an 18 point lead uh, against the Orlando Magic, which was a brutal loss as well. Both of those games uh, came at home. Go figure. Um, and then another note, uh, Nuggets scored under 100 points. Again, they are 0-6 in games where that happens this year. And um, the sign of encouragement, I will say, is uh, we have seen the Nuggets lose three straight, most recently in December. What happened after that? They went 9-1 and one in their next 10 games. So um, that's uh, a good omen. And then you look at the, uh, the schedule coming out of the All-Star break. It's not daunting. So there's going to be an opportunity to um, really uh, make up for a lackluster week when they come out of the break after a long rest. They're home against Washington. That's on a platter for them on a Thursday evening. And then they go to Portland and then to Golden State, who has, who has actually been playing better. And then they'll turn around and host the same Sacramento Kings who have had their number here uh, as of late. Um, okay, guys, I think that's all I wanted to get to um, from the game. Uh, we'll leave it there. I hope you guys enjoy All-Star Weekend. I know it's imperfect. Some people hate it. I'm a basketball fan. I'm going to find reasons to like it, and then we'll come in uh, and react to maybe some of the stuff we saw over All-Star Weekend and look ahead to um, the uh, last portion, the sprint uh, that is awaiting Denver before the real season begins, which is the NBA playoffs, and that will be here before you know it. Guys, have a great weekend, okay? Everything, I think, with the Nuggets is going to be okay, all right? Not freaking out. I'm perturbed, but not freaking out, uh, and I hope you have that same sort of uh, 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 energy as well. Guys, enjoy All-Star Weekend, and whatever happens over All-Star Weekend, we'll be back next week to talk about it right here on the Mile High Hoops Podcast.